0: Good morning everyone, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson of the Paiatus Baptist Church, and this is You Think? Well today I want to talk about protection, protection, we always should protect ourselves. In Acts chapter 20 verse 29 it says, for I know this, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flocks. You know, Paul was the uh, the beginning of these churches. He taught them about Jesus. He taught them about the rules, and the, and the way to serve God, and the way to behave, and what out, what to watch out for. He did all these things, but he says, I'm afraid when I go, You're not going to be tough enough. You're not going to remember what I said. You're not going to be paying attention because you think, oh, well, maybe he over-exaggerated a bit. But that's not what it is. Paul was the protector when he left. He wanted other protectors to take over. A good parent will be concerned for their children. Now that's a ya think moment. Of course they will. And we teach them that if someone wants you to go somewhere with them, don't go. And if they try to give you candy or say your parents told me to pick you up, don't do it. We might even give them a code word so they would know if it's from you or not. Like uh, somebody comes up to me and says, uh, your mother said to pick you up. and, uh, and, And she says, uh... I don't know, anti-disestablishment and terrorism. Oh, that's the password. I know it's from my mother. So we, we need to be overly protective. Right? Some people say, oh, you're just you're smothering that child. You're just too protective. I don't know if you could be too protective. If your child gets hit by a car once, you find out how protective you weren't or if they get taken by somebody or if they get lured into taking drugs. Uh, no, 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 I don't think it could be too protective. I mean, you, you can't wrap them in a bubble, but on the same hand, uh, you, you need to give out strict rules and guidelines on how they're supposed to behave. My daughter, for instance, my oldest daughter uh, here in the Philippines, uh, goes to school. And after this uh, pandemic is done, I'm concerned. I'm afraid there might be that one instruction I did not give her to protect herself. You know, you you always have to beware, and you always have to beware of what you're telling your children. What did you forget to tell them? Jesus said in Acts 20, 29. Well, Jesus didn't say it. But Paul said, For I know this, that after my departing, Shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock? What's that mean? That means there'll be not literally wolves, but there'll be people that act like wolves. People that are there for one purpose was set on, on on this path from years ago to go in and wipe out your church. That, that's, that's what they do. We worry about the same thing, and our worrying is valid, because even Jesus said it was. Wolves wanting to tear us up. For what reason? For any reason. To serve Satan. Satan loves his victories. And whenever you give in to something, you're giving in to a victory of Satan. That's no more, no, no other thing about it. It's either you're with God, or you're with the devil. Now there will be people who will want to hurt us because we are Christians. We know that. Uh, Jesus says they will hate you because you belong to me. The biggest fear that I have is that someone will talk you into believing some other way. There is a whole bunch of horrible things that can happen to you. But even if you die and you're saved, you'll be with the Lord for all eternity. But if you're not saved... Or you just got saved, and someone talks you into believing some other way to go some other way. I had a guy last night who said churches are no good. The physical building is wrong. The apostles met in homes. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe one day uh, we'll have an opportunity to meet in an abandoned supermarket. And then we'll get our own church building. And somebody will say, "The church building is no good. We meet in abandoned supermarkets. I mean, people are just ridiculous how they twist things around and around. So they met in homes. They met in homes for a few reasons, but mainly because the Romans wanted to destroy them. And if they met in big churches, people would know who they were. I am well versed so I asked him the apostles didn't have running water or electricity so should we not have it wouldn't that be a a common sense question to ask they met in homes so we shouldn't meet in homes they didn't have water or electricity so we shouldn't have it you have to learn simple deduction if this can't be what else can't be 1 Peter three fifteen but sanctify the Lord in your hearts, the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh your reason of the hope that is with you in with you with meekness and in fear. Always be ready to tell them why and what you believe. Tell them what brought you to that conclusion. Give them the basis on what you believe. You know these people that tell you, "Oh, I believe in reincarnation." Oh, you do? Where'd you hear that? Well, I heard it someplace, and I believe that. Oh, you heard it? You have no documented proof. See, so we have documented proof. We have the word, the word of God. Word of God is the oldest uh, and the most uh, uh, profitable book for us to know how to follow God. You all know the gospel, but can you tell me about the Gap Theory? Who were the giants of old? Matthew seven fifteen says, "Beware of false prophets, which come into you in sheep's clothing." But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. They will try to give you a different religion. They don't want you to believe. It's alright for you to have a religion. If you're a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon, they're not coming after you because they know they already got you. But they will try to give you a different religion so you're not believing Christ. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I fear, lest by any man, by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What's that mean? He says, the devil will speak to you, Will you respond as Eve did? Pure and simple. That was the devil talking to Eve. And Eve said, okay. And that's what we can't say. 2 Corinthians 11.4 For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And the concern Paul as it should all of us, if you ever are put in that situation where someone sounds really good and makes sense to you, come to the Bible and let's expose it. Because, you know, the Bible exposes all fallacies, all wrong sayings. And it will tell you, it says, uh, if some some, uh, somebody... Comes to you even an angel in heaven. From heaven. Or whatever it was. uh, Comes to you trying to give you a different thought. A different way of going. Let him be a curse. There's only one gospel. Galatians one eight. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel. This is it. The one I studied on. Unto you that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he repeats it. He says it again. He says, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then you have received, let him be accursed. Now, in the the first verse, he says, but though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any gospel to you. People well, who was that guy? Oh, I forget. He was a he was a preacher. And at the end, uh, he turned around and he said, I was preaching wrong. And then he told about Christianity. I don't know how far he went with that, and I didn't follow up, but it was interesting that he said that. So even people that believe in Christ can turn around and preach wrong, or those who don't believe in Christ can turn around and preach right. We have one gospel and one teaching, the Bible. We must protect each other from those who would destroy us. The most vulnerable is the person who does not read their Bible. That is why I say, take no other books, but discover the truth on your own. If you're reading someone else's books, you're reading what they're teaching you, what their mind is. Even me, as I teach you now, grab your Bibles, is this guy right? Is he telling the truth? Is he reading from the King James Version? Is he saying it right? If you had money, you were secured so no one could steal it. How much more your beliefs or your children's beliefs? The most important part about securing your faith is keeping your faith. Now, we all have some sort of faith. I remember one time when I first started his church Uh, there was a man there older than me and uh, I tried to give him respect for his age I let him make the collection once in a while they make an announcement or something I mean he wasn't an an educated man or seemingly very good in the gospel but I figured if I I give him a little bit he'll be more involved in it well was I wrong this guy unbeknownst to me was telling the people in this church when people come into our church he would say why are you coming here for this place is no good blah 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 he'd say all oh, bad things about us have no idea why i did nothing but good for this guy i fed him when he was hungry and oh come on i i, I can't think about how good i was to this guy one day I had him upstairs, just him and his wife and my wife. And I said to him, I said, You say one more thing about me or this church, and you're gone. You're out of here. And you know it's a shame because your wife, she's a good person. She helps at the church. She cooks. She takes care of things. But you are absolutely worthless. You do nothing. So that was the end of it. And I really gave it to him. I was really upset. The following week, uh, during the week, I heard there's going to be a split in the church. This guy's going around telling everybody this and that and the other thing. Wow. So I was up in my office Sunday, and I was nervous, and I started worrying. I said, Lord, what's going to happen if he splits and my church is all gone? And then I stopped myself and I said, hey, Lord, this is your church. If you want it to fail, it'll fail. And if you want it to go it will go so do what you do my trust is in you and i went downstairs and that guy wasn't there neither was his wife and we had more people in the church on that sunday than ever before and you know what god was telling me don't worry about any of this stuff he says i will build my church didn't i tell you in the scripture i will build my church not you you think because you have a lot of people it's because you brought them here? Not at all. We go out door knocking, what well, we did before this pandemic. Every Saturday we'd have about a half a hundred people and we go all through the neighborhoods and give them tracks and tell them about Jesus and inviting them to church. And it was very, very seldom that anybody came to that. And you know why? Because I believe that if we fill the church up from that, we would be able to say, we built this church. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to preach the gospel, love one another as we love ourselves, and he will fill the church. He will put them in. Right now we have a pretty full church. We have a little church. So pray for us that we may get a even bigger church. Protect yourselves, everyone. Watch out because there's people that will steal from you and not your physical goods but your spiritual goods your children your wife your husband your spiritual life protect yourselves keep a sharp eye out and you will win the race along with paul lord protect these people let them understand what i'm saying let them take it to heart and let them do it in jesus name i pray amen now if you have an argument For a conversation you want to have with me, just go to your computer and email me at 7101 at USA.net. That's uh, 7101 at USA.net. Now, until next week, bye-bye.